Good morning. Welcome back to Passionate World Radio Network. Educate, enlighten, entertain. And today on Cool Your Heels with Lillian Caldwell, our special guest is Harrison Barone, who started a company called Growth Accelerator. And what he means by that, this gentleman is a guru, and I give him that title because I've been over to his website and was blown away. This company's been up for 15 years. I wish I had known you 15 years ago. But please, Harrison, give them a little bit of background of why you got involved with social media and marketing. Sure. So uh, to, to roll back the clock uh, a little bit, um, I, I came from the world of, of uh, IT. So we were, uh, I originally started out as a uh, intern, free, you know, an unpaid intern, you know, and, and I was just happy to be there. I really was. And I, I progressed up and learned all about technology and things like that. And at the time I was going to, uh, to college for computer programming with an emphasis in uh, computer science, sorry, an emphasis, a degree in computer science with an emphasis in computer programming. And during that time, I had also been a bartender and I'd be going out on clients and, you know, I'd, I'd meet these people and I'd, I'd build, I'd, I'd end up coming back with all everything that they needed as far as the sale goes. But I wasn't a sales guy. I was just there as a tech. So my boss immediately recognized this and was like, whoa, you're very good at sales. And because you're a bartender and things like that, you knew how to talk to people, which is very uncommon in the tech world, especially to have a, uh, an extrovert as a technician. So, and I was never the best technician, but I was, I happened to be very good at sales. So he brought me over and we had partnered up with this marketing company and, you know, we were, we were really growing pretty aggressively and, we, you know, I would be able to go in, diagnose a full system and, and essentially be like, oh, by the way, who does your marketing and things like that to help this other company. So after doing that several times, I had realized this other company wasn't doing anything for these clients and they're my clients, right? That I was responsible for them. So it made it very, very difficult. And after a while, I had started a podcast, my own show called The Brutally Honest Podcast. And I started learning digital marketing. I started learning social media and things like that. And I'm like, oh my God, my clients that are paying me for my, you know, for the IT services I was signing them up for and building out their systems are paying this other marketing company tens of thousands of dollars per year. And this other marketing companies are not doing anything. And I was like, there's a major gap right now. And I started, you know, I started passing out leads to other clients and things like that to other marketing companies just to see if that was like the industry standard. And it turned out, sadly enough, that it was the industry standard to accept money willfully and provide almost no services in return in the in the marketing world. And I was bamboozled by it is, is the, the, the most exciting word I can come with. But it, it also made me really angry because these were my clients that I had that I worked really hard for to make, build this relationship for. And they're like, hey, by the way, your marketing company that you referred me out to, they're really not performing as good as I was hoping for. And it made me look bad. So I said, this is a major problem. So one day I woke up and I said, you know what? I'm going to go start my own company. And uh, I, had, I had previously attended a Tony Robbins event. And you know, I, I love the guy. It totally opened up my mind. We ended up going, me and a couple buddies, and they had actually brought me. And after that, it kind of solidified the idea. So at night, I would go back to my buddy's office who said I could, you know, 
build a whole office in his warehouse. So I did. My dad and I built an entire office. And then one day I went up to my boss. I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go start my own marketing company. Would love to work with you, basically. But, you know, I get it. He was super, you know, distraught over it because I was making more money than than he knew what to do with at that point for the company and uh, left and started my own business. And then I took about a year and a half now to really learn everything instead of just being like, oh, I know marketing. Like I had a couple of clients that knew where, you know, knew my knowledge level. And I was, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I knew almost nothing. So that's that's how it started. And that's how I got into it. I spent the first year and a half to, you know, almost two years really dialing it in and, and working for terrible pay just because these people were letting me experiment and learn and test and, and help them grow. And then progressively, that's that's literally how we ended up building, you know, the company. Well, that sounds really interesting. I think a lot of people don't understand what it really takes to build a company these days. And after Hard. you build it, then you have to maintain it. You have to do something with it. You have to offer what no one else is offering. And then you have to stand behind what you're offering to build up your integrity with these companies. And a lot of companies are in it to make a lot of money. Sure. And that's not really the primary issue. So in order to obtain clients, a lot of companies miss the mark with their marketing. What are some of the basics that a company should do in order to market their company astutely? Sure. Um, so it's actually funny you mentioned this. I just uh, I just made a video about this, and it's one of the first things that you know every company should do. So whether or not you're looking to start an e-commerce business or you're you know whatever it is, the, there there's some certain ground rules that you'd be crazy as a business owner not to do. Number one is just make sure that Google actually sees your stuff. So if anyone doesn't know, it's called Google Search Console. Go in there, set yourself up. It's it's quite honestly, it's pretty easy. Uh, I, I won't shamelessly plug my YouTube channel. It'll be I'm sure it'll be down in the show notes. But I, I just, I, it's actually funny you mentioned this. I literally just recorded the whole tutorial last night about it because it, it's, it's so important. And, and as a marketer, you know, we're getting clients and they're like, oh, um, I'm like, hey, you know, what is what is what does your stuff look like or what is it what does it look like in the past? So we have a benchmark to measure our success. Right. Because if you don't if you don't have a measurement in the beginning of of working with somebody, you're never going to you. You could give them the best results in the world. But because there was there was nowhere where you had a foundation to say, hey, this is where you were and this is where we got you to. That's seriously concerning for a lot of people. So, and, and especially for us, because, you know, if you, if somebody doesn't realize how much traffic they're getting, and then we say, oh, you're getting, you know, maybe it's 10,000 or 20,000 clicks per month, you know, and they're like, well, that's it. Well, well, you, if we didn't know that you were only at a hundred clicks per month, well, that's, that's a major gap, right? That's, that's what a thousand X. So that's number one. Like, please, for the love of God, do that. Number two is your marketing person. If, if you're not having a conversation with your marketing person every single, at least once a month to what are you doing? What's going on in the company? What's some popular news? Things like that, that marketing company is going to be starved for the data that they need. Uh, most people don't realize like uh, uh, when you, when you pick a marketing company and it doesn't have to be my company, it could be any company. And, and really, it doesn't have to be just marketing. It, it could really be any business. 
you should be setting up like a like an hour long call if it's you know if there's a constant workflow between the two because they're going to need stuff and and that business is going to need stuff and without a conversation at, at least every month there's there's miscommunications oh i thought you meant this and it it not only helps make a better relationship because you're forcing a conversation but also it helps prevent it you know a a, uh, a scratch turning into a, a scar turning into an infection or whatever it is right and then somebody gets a bad taste in their mouth so oh i, I didn't like this okay well now i know that uh, that i can catch that instead of waiting three or four months and then you get really angry because you want me to read your mind um and it happens all the time in business like i don't i don't necessarily understand why because we have all of the tools necessary at this point in the world to communicate. We have, we have video, we have phone. I mean, you name it. So, Well, I think it's like doctors only get one or two weeks of about nutrition. Yeah. And nutrition is a really big deal. Huge. But your primary doctor doesn't get any real training. I, I spoke to a nutritionist yesterday. And she shared that, and I knew that information anyway. But it really shocks you, considering that if you don't take care of your body, you might as well <laughs> dig the hole in the garden and throw yourself in, because everything you do—exercise, food, uh, sugar, whatever you're talking about—it all has an indirect link to your health, whether you yep. like it or not. And you just have to have a conversation with yourself to find out. What's going on? Or as I tell people, a diet is a lifestyle. It's not something that you do for three months, lose all your weight, and then go back to what you were. And, and the same thing with marketing. And it's it's a difficult thing. I mean, we're great in everything with this radio station, except marketing. Marketing and sales. That's the missing piece to our station. I mean, when I would tell people what our stats are and everything else, I go ballistic. And I said, well, do you have a marketing plan? So how important is a marketing plan? So so it depends. Uh, and and, and it's, it might sound crazy I'm saying that, but I, I think what a lot of companies don't actually, that before you have a marketing plan, you got to figure out where you want to go, right? Like what is your goal? Because believe it or not, for a lot of companies, marketing is useless. Um, or they're busy enough that they, they really don't necessarily need marketing. And if, if they do a really good job and they're kind of bulletproof companies where they, they just, you know, unless something really traumatic happens, their, their, their reputation just upholds them. You know, great example is, is really popular law firms, really good doctor's offices, things like that. They probably don't need that much marketing because their reputation drives all of their business. Uh, you know, no, you don't have to like your lawyer, but if you, the best lawyers, you don't really care if, if they can keep you out of jail or help fight your legal battle, right? You don't particularly care if you like him or you don't like him. You might never want to be in the same room as him, but if you know that he's the guy that's going to win or she's the gal that's going to win the case, right? Same thing with the doctor. You might not like your doctor, but if, if they are the best doctor in that field, right? then then you're everybody's going to want to go to them um but knowing what you want is tremendously important and i think most companies don't realize when they hire a marketing company that you need to have an idea of where you want to go because as a marketer we shouldn't be the one steering you to figure out where you want to go you should be we're the ones that get you to where you want to go um you know, so as a business owner, you have to say, hey, what do you want? Do I want more listeners? Do you want more sales? Do you want more clicks to your website? Like, what is that end goal? And then 
leave it to us to then put that in place. The other thing too is most people think like, hey, I just I I have the you know I have the Holy Grail or the keys to the castle or you know or whatever it is, right? I, I whatever mythical object where I could have all the powers of the universe, right? I, I don't you know I could have whatever it is, right? They they think that somehow because I'm a marketer I have this right and I just I know how to do everything. Like no, we don't know how to do everything, and I'll be the first one to admit we're not that good at certain things, but we happen to be really good at other things. And any marketer or, or marketing agency, it says like, we are the best at everything every time, no matter what. No, that's that's a straight lie. Um, but you have to figure out where do you want to be? What's your ultimate goal? Is it more sales? Is it more visitors? Is it, is it more listeners? Right. And then leave it up to us to get you there. And we'll, you know, a, a good marketer should paint a realistic time frame of saying, depending on the strategy they come up with, will be, hey, this is going to take three months. This is going to take one month. This is going to take one year to get to where you want it to be, right? And that customer needs to know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Because sometimes we work with people. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, I literally, you probably won't see results for a year, right? But once you see those results, I, I, ref, I refer to a, a rusty faucet, right? When you go outside, you find a rusty, rusty spigot. You know, it's really hard to turn. But once you start to get a little water out, okay, you really start to turn it, turn it, turn it, because you know there's water in there, right? But then it's also really hard to turn off. So that's kind of what we do for our clients. A lot of it with SEO and stuff like that, where we really focus is it might take six months to a year, up to even two years, depending on what industry and how competitive it is. But once we bring them clients, there's like this influx of constant new clients. And it's very hard to turn it off, which is something that nobody ever complains about. I wouldn't think so. How important is the website? I have had a lot of websites in my life <laughs> sure. and I'm in the process of getting rid of the WordPress and going somewhere else with it. But the fact of the matter is people don't seem to understand that once they put up a website, they have to do something with it. And yep. a lot of people miss that step. So could you please explain to them the importance of the website in the scheme of marketing? Sure. So, you know, I, it's funny because I, I realize that all the time. And once again, like, it's so funny because we, we, you know, especially when we were smaller, you know, I'd have people, they'd be like, hey, can I do a website for 500 or a thousand bucks? Like, yeah, sure. And then I build them a website for 500, $1,000, whatever that number was. Right. Yeah. And they're like, I don't understand why I'm not getting business. I'm like, you made a, th you made a thousand dollar investment and you think that you're going to be rich on it. Like, you know, and then you got to pay to upkeep it. So, a website, I always relate to a restaurant, right? And the and and the reason is is because if it's a really good website, people might come back and back and back. If if you if you serve good stuff in there, right? So if you serve good content, which is what we focus on, we focus on content marketing. For, if you serve good content, people are going to come back and back and back. But the catch is is getting it found in the first place. So. If you think about the boonies, right, the middle of the Sahara Desert, you could build the best, the most beautiful restaurant that serves, you know, six star food and you have Gordon Ramsay coming to cook every couple days and, you know, these top shelves in the world. That's great, but nobody's going to find it. So you, you have to create good content. And then, you know, what we do is we basically say, hey, let's take that website and let's put it in, in New York City Times Square. Now, New York City Times Square right now might not be that busy because it's a pandemic, but if, for anyone that's been there when it's not a pandemic, it's a madhouse. There's millions of people that, that pass through Times Square every single year, right? 
the same restaurant in in both locations, which one do you think is going to do more business? Right? Obviously, Times Square. Yeah. So that's what we help people do. We help people drive traffic to those locations to to you know the restaurant and and that website and and what they serve is is you know changes over time, but ultimately it's it's how much traffic can you get? So we help move that restaurant closer and closer to Times Square and out of the Sahara Desert where nobody's living, right? And and you might get a you might get a little wanderer that walks by, but they're never your ideal client. It takes a long time. It takes a while and you know, your website, even if you don't hire a marketing person, you could do a lot of the work yourself. Go create good content is literally the the first best step that you can do. And when you start to do that, more people are going to be like, oh, okay, they come, they try the food, right? And they like the food, then they come back and they might tell friends. And then Google sees that and says, oh, okay, this is good. Let's scoot this along closer and closer to Times Square. And that's really how we operate. And most people don't realize that when you do the, when you build a website that way, not only is it extremely sustainable, but you'll get, you know, you'll get traffic forever, but you also build a really good reputation for yourself and your company, which is what we try to do for all of our businesses. So what would you suggest for somebody who's just beginning and starting out with their company and they would like to buy or have somebody work with them to create a website and they have the content because they they know they need that. I'm hoping that people really do their homework. I'm sorry. I, I've had a lot of people come to me and especially interns. And I said, well, have you looked our company up? Well, no. And I said, have you spoken to some of the hosts to see what they do? Uh, well, not really. And I said, how can you work in a company and not research it first? Yep. It's I, the I mean, way of the world now. Yeah. I Well, I, I'm a 50s kid with the Dewey Decimal System, so I can find anything I need. And I used to really research the company and the whole thing. So when you went into an interview, at least you knew what you were getting yourself into sure. rather than throwing yourself into the proverbial flame. So uh, when a person comes to you, what do you recommend for a first step in setting up a website? It should be WordPress. Should it be Linux? Should it be in the cloud? Sure. Uh, because people... Either they go to Weebly or something like that to set up their websites and they drag and pull. But folks, if you're not really adaptable to taking care of the technical part of running a website, take it from somebody who's been there with WordPress. We have great content, but our bounce rate is like 97%. Sure. And if you want to know why, Harris is going to explain it to you. <laughs> so I appreciate that. So I, I, the first thing that I think everybody should do right off the bat, it, you know, especially if, if you're going to build your own website, um, like I said before, like once you build your website, go submit it to Google. Number two is learn like the basics of SEO. Uh, so I, I would say SEO, you know, and, and for anyone that doesn't know what SEO is, SEO is search engine optimization. So it's, it's, how you know how well you can you can basically make your website for Google to say, oh, we like your website, we're gonna send more traffic there, right? The better optimized, the more it likes you, the more traffic you're gonna get. The 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 first thing I would say is is without a shadow of the doubt, go learn the basics. I, you don't need to go to technical on page and keyword research and all like the the super in depth stuff that you know at my company we charge a 
decent amount of money for. Um, you'll kill yourself trying to learn everything. And and, and it, it's literally like even marketers, and I put that very much so in air quotes for the listeners, you know, most of them still don't do SEO because it's it's literally so technical that I'm I'm realizing like, oh, this company does SEO. Okay, they probably don't actually do SEO. And and more often than not, other digital marketing agencies are calling us up saying, hey, we can we white label your services or something like that. And you know, there's always an agreement there. But what what's funny is because it's so it's so in depth, it's so technical, and it's monotonous it's 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 coming back and doing it over you know we have to we have to revise constantly you know every three months we're going through yes. our website to see how to make it better right it, it's it's a full-time job and that's why we do charge a good chunk of money for for what we do but for for the for the the common person who's just looking to build a website and and potentially start a brand online Go build your website. Go learn the basics of SEO, right? Go to uh, this guy, Neil Patel, has a great software called Ubersuggest, and you can plug your website in there, and it'll actually tell you what you need to fix. And then go fix those issues, and then stop worrying so much about it. Like, once it's good enough, stop worrying because you're a new website. Like, Google understands you're a new website. And when you first start your website, you're in what's called the Google sandbox, which is the unproven or, un uh, you know, un unaccepted version of what Google says is like, Hey, it doesn't exist. I've never seen anybody get out of it sooner. But in order to prevent scammers and things like that, when you first start a website, they make you wait anywhere between three months to nine months or sometimes up to a year to really send you traffic because they want to make sure that one, your real website and two, people actually enjoy your content and it's not just, you know, scamming people. And then go do that and let your website sit there. And over time, start creating content. So if it's a blog or somebody asks you a question, like I have... I have more notes on my phone than I'd like to admit to. I have more notes <laughs> on my ClickUp board that I'd like to admit to of all topics that I'm making YouTube videos for. I'm in the process right now of also doing 120 YouTube videos in 120 days of all small business questions and marketing questions. Boy, I thought I was crazy. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a lot of work. It's <laughs> I know. a lot of work. Um, but but I, I get a lot of the same questions over and over again. And ultimately, this is my one of my outlets and I'm much better on video than I am on, uh, you know, written contact uh, content, but just go create content, like write down the questions that everybody asks you over and over and over and over again. Right. And answer those questions because if they're asking you, they might not have found their answer online or two, they know that you're an industry expert. And when you can create that, you're not only going to answer to those people, but you're going to answer to potentially millions of people online, their specific question. And some blogs that you write might get, you know, a couple visitors per month and some might get a couple thousand visitors per month. And over time, by you creating good content, you'll build traffic. And that is the, the core of it. You know, and then when a company's, you know, hey, we've either exhausted all our options or we're writing a lot of content now and we're really not getting any more traffic. That's the time to have a conversation with us, right? When you have a backlog of content, we can go through, we can either optimize it or we could say, okay, great. Once again, this is where you are and this is where you want to be. Let's bridge that gap and get you to get you there. That's where we thrive. And that's where it, it then leaves the small business owner's hands. And then they pass it off to an expert to, you know, the, the Tom Brady's of the world to help get that ball in the end zone. Oh, absolutely. And social media as well plays a very big part with the content that you have on your website. Yep. Because distribution and all that kind of distribution. stuff. Distribution. So just touch on that briefly because there are a lot of people out there 
that do hire people to handle the social media. And I kind of liken it to having a public relations firm. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, you can spend anywhere from $1,000 to $10,000 a month to have somebody take care of your social media. And while it's overwhelming, it's not impossible for you to learn the basics. Yep. So please tell them what that involves. Sure. So, you know, social media, uh, there one there's made there's usually a fear about social media. They're they're afraid to mess it up or anything like that. The 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 biggest pages are still trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um but but social media is phenomenal as is is for a couple different ways. It's great for like you said a press release. Like if you want to if you created a nice piece of content, YouTube video, article, whatever it is, right, podcast, and you want to get it out there, social media is a great distribution channel. Now, when you say social media, I'm going to assume that you're referring to Instagram and Facebook as the you yes. know and Twitter as the as the main ones. As now, the main I, ones, I, yes. I, yep, I like social media, but social media is instant, right? It's it's a not it's not a long term sustainable thing. But it can help very much so in the short term. So a lot of my clients will actually run their own social media because one, they don't want to pay us to run their social media. And two, if the small business owner can actually run their social media, it's always going to be, it's going to yield more fruit than anything that we can ever do. And the reason is, is because they're going to be able to provide better information. So, you know, if we're, we're dealing with like a, uh, a lawn care company, right? They do masonry work and all this kind of stuff. I would never say we should run their social media because he actually does a really good job and he's on the job sites all day, every day. For me to go and hire somebody to go on their job sites and take photos and take videos and then for us to bring it back, edit them down, cut them up and post them would cost him a fortune. So for for a guy like him, it's so much easier and and smarter for him to do it and then he could also talk about the different intricacies and this is the benefit of social media the the ability to share so people are talking to each other just like i'm talking to you right and when people remember conversations they have especially when this little demonic device isn't in the way right and i'm holding up my cell phone because they will stop conversations immediately because of that, if the right social media post gets posted and the right person sees it, they might forward it over to this person, right? If you're an exterminator, hey, um, you know, if you have these kinds of ants, here's an easy way to solve, deal with them. But if you've tried this already, it might be time to get an expert involved, you know, whatever it is, right? And then they could be like, oh, dude, did you try this method, right? And if he does and it works, great. That person just provided insane value. If it doesn't, right, and he knows that that's a last-ditch effort, then he knows, hey, I need to go call this person because this person has experience dealing with my problem, and I know that, and now I can have him go solve it. That's when you know social media works really, really well. For bigger companies, without a doubt, it's a PR place. It's a way to release new products and things like that. It's a great way to interact with your, with your customers and stuff like that. But remember, it's it's... Social media, all of it is very instant. There's no longevity in social media unless you're willing to go the distance by creating content for years and years to come. If you're not, no, I'm not saying I don't love it because I love social media and I've gotten clients from social media and stuff like that. But once again, it goes back to your marketing plan, right? Where do you want to be and how long do you want it to take to get there? Obviously, you want it instant, but there's different avenues, right? I don't love Clubhouse. Uh, have you heard of Clubhouse? Yes, I have. I was recently invited to Clubhouse and I'm waiting sure. to be accepted. But from the reviews I've read about it, it's uh, it could or could not be the new hotspot. I think it just depends what you want to get out of it. I know that half of our people come in from Facebook 
but that's because we're on Facebook every day with our content. My station sure. manager does an excellent job with that, but she has to work at getting it there. And you have to post every single day and you have to know what time to post so you can catch your audience. Yep. And even though we know what our target audience is, we're always surprised on the people who we didn't think would be listening. So it's like anything else, folks, you have to do your research. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to get that audience that you want. I'll tell you a funny story. We were turned down, which is fine, by a, a gentleman who said we did not have enough friends on Facebook. He wanted something like between 15 and 20,000. And I said, fine. I don't have any problem with that. I said, but these are our stats from Google Analytics. Sure. And I said, I mentioned a couple other that were acceptable to him, and I rattled them off to him. And he says, but I don't understand that. You don't have many friends. And I said, we don't use Facebook to get friends. To us, it's a business. Sure. It's not personal. We don't post anything personal on facebook sure i i just don't believe in doing it you know, I, I come from the older generation but if you're going to use social media especially linkedin or twitter or youtube you know on twitter folks i got five million new listeners because they kept on retweeting all our shows and everything but that's because the shows had good content yep it comes back to content every time. And it time. comes back to content. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the, and that's the better. That's the beautiful part, like sharing, right? That's how content goes viral. Um, you know, my gripe with with Clubhouse, the new app, is, you know, if you're not on it all day every day, it's not working for you. It's 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 probably as far as reach goes, it's probably the least amount of reach possible on any platform because the moment you get off of it it's over like it's done and nothing's recorded so you know in in this case even twitter is a better option for you to create content and post things on or you know in facebook and instagram but they're all very much so you know in the moment and if you don't post like you said at the right time and the right day for your followers and all that kind of stuff and you're not doing it every single day it's not going to work the best for you and that that's sadly the nature of the beast of, of social media but that's also what you sign up for because that's most of the time people do that because it's easier than creating really good in-depth content which takes a long period of time oh absolutely my station manager does the blog now for pwtr and and she spends half the day getting one piece of ball out for the blog but then we get over 100, 200, 300 responses to that blog or blogs that she posted eight or nine months ago. Mm -hmm. And that's the ticket. Folks, we built up our audience by, hold your breath, word of mouth. And we just got it out that way. And we're heard in 169 countries, so I'm not complaining. But the fact of the matter is you have to work at it every single day. It's every day. If you think that you can build it and people will come, it only works in the movies. Yeah, you know it's it's the the term "build it and they will come" is is great, but you can't just build one thing, right? If you're going to build a house, right? Well, 
nobody looks at the smallest house in the neighborhood and that's your new website right your your new website is the smallest house smallest in the neighborhood house. yes right people look at the 5000 the 7000 the 13000 square foot homes right and those are the ones that go viral on facebook because they're gigantic and that's just a website that's creating content working on it every day they're constantly pushing to get larger and larger and larger and so if you build it and they will come, it is true, but you have to build good content that people want to watch or read or listen to over and over and over again. And after a while, you then build that snowball up to the point where you can just maintain instead of actively work and work and work because it'll just self, it'll, it'll, it'll self fulfill itself. Self perpetuate. I'm thinking self perpetuate. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. My, I lose words too. It's, um, uh... One of those things when you're talking, your brain is doing something else. <laughs> There's not a connection between brain and tongue. There, That's okay. Is, yeah. <laughs> People don't understand it. So Harrison, please tell everybody where they can find you on the World Wide Web. Any contact information and anything else you want people to know so that when they come to you scrubbed up and shiny, you can say, okay, folks, this is what we need to do. Sure. So uh, I have a couple different outlets. So my, my business is uh, growth and generatorscom um, We, you know, that's that's the new the new business. We were originally um, Barron Media Group. I, I recently changed the name over to something more. You know, it kind of just tells people what we do. Uh, I have my personal blog, which is harrisonbarron.com. My my just my name.com. Um, and then we have we have two YouTube channels. So we have the business YouTube channel, Growth Generators. We have uh, my personal YouTube channel. So it's the Millennial Entrepreneur Harrison Barron. Um, and that's really it. I mean, you can find you know I, I interact with people on LinkedIn all the time and Instagram, LinkedIn. I am Harrison T Barron uh, after the dot com forward slash, and then I am Harrison underscore Barron on Instagram. So, ladies and gentlemen, and adults of all ages, you can find this on, of course, youtube.com forward slash PWR Network LLC underline PW Talk Radio. Or you can also find us on facebook.com forward slash Passionate World Radio. You can also hear us or look us up on twitter.com at PWR Europe. And, of course, we have the handy-dandy website at https colon forward slash forward slash passionateworldtalkradio.com. And before you go away and stray, Ben Johnson had this to say in 1640, a good life is a main argument. I want to thank you all very much for joining us this morning with Harrison Baron, and I hope you take advantage of what Harrison has to offer. His website, like I said at the beginning, is awesome. So thank you all very much for listening, and remember, keep wearing those masks, keep distancing yourself six feet apart, and if your grandkids are huggers, tell them better times are coming.